Hello, welcome to Studio Talks. My name's James Swift. I'm Josh Watnotton, and our guest today is... Jamie Kolnich. Hey, Jamie, the you okay? Yourself. Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Yourself? I'm alright. Going out, going for a walk after this, though. Getting, mm. them, getting them jogs in and that. <laughs> I can't trust that in Liverpool. Yeah, it's uh, too many heads. Too many heads around Liverpool. Heads. <laughs> heads. Heads everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing in the lockdown, and do you have any advice for people? Um, I'm going a tiny bit stair-crazy, because all I've been doing is work. Um, and advice for people, just use your common sense. Just don't go out unless you need to. Don't go out and, like, the expanded groups. Just the World Health Organization, like, I mean, they're there for a reason. Um, just don't be stupid, really. Just get drunk over Skype. <laughs> All, all my friends do that every Friday. We get together and go on a Facebook Messenger, FaceTime thing, oh. and then all just smash Warzone while getting smashed. It's... It made me laugh yesterday when Ez said, do you want to play on Animal Crossing? Animal and Crossing. Went, I'm just playing on Warzone. <laughs> Animal Crossing is doing my head in at the moment because everyone's got sick islands because I just keep neglecting it. <laughs> just My island's awful. <laughs> What's your history with the studio? Um, it's a very long history like i went there when i was in i think high school and that so, yeah uh, me you and carbon and mark we used to yeah. go there didn't we met some of my best mates like jason just off pure whims um just because i needed another musicians and that for bands and whatnot and then um obviously i went there used the normal purposes like for rehearsal and all that um and then after well later years of college um started using it to put on own events, um, doing photography and whatnot for the events. Um, set up the uh, fundraiser for Louise, who passed away ages ago. That was very useful for the studio. It let us do that. Um, and just generally help out with the studio when I can, because the way I see it is I went there a lot, and that helped me with my audio and my music, getting practice in, etc. And it helps everyone, really. It's a good venue for most people um so just when i kind of help out um whatnot it's not a very spectacular history of it but it's just <laughs> average use and whatnot but, um, i remember i remember like being when, when we were in high school together and we'd all just met and corbin had just moved out and corbin was like proper game on starting a band you're like oh yeah we'll do it we'll see what happens and then mark couldn't play drums properly but he was like yeah i'm sick me i'm sick and then carbon couldn't really play bass and you were the only one that could semi decently play guitar <laughs> yeah it was the early days of me playing instruments really um i was only just really switched the guitar from a few other instruments like clarinet and that and i was just kind of sat there in the middle of you like oh oh here we go <laughs> uh typical kind of let's start a band and no one can do anything <laughs> Because you all wanted different things as well, didn't you? Like, Cobb wanted to be a gentleman, Mark wanted to be slam, and I don't know what you wanted you went into at the time. I but... was just up for anything, you know? My music <laughs> taste's always been mental. Like, I'll listen to stuff like jazz, then next minute it'll just be gutturals, and then it'll be funk, and then what? <laughs> whatever's next. Playlists are a mess, but, um, yeah. It, I mean, it's a bit useful for anyone, really, that does that kind of stuff, whether they want to get into bands, learn instruments, just socialise and all that kind of stuff. They have loads of events on there now as well. 
It's less no, not now, the, but yeah. <laughs> when I'm down there, I normally pop in or something. It's normally the cause for me to go back. So what made you want to pursue music? Like, what is your history with music? I think it was just, it was a bit odd because in uh, like primary school and that, they had the music things going around. So you'd get piano and clarinet lessons. They were the only choice. Wanted to do piano, end up getting clarinet, end up getting into clarinet, joined some orchestras, went to high school, continued there, then for some reason decided to play guitar and blah de blah. And I found out I was decent at music, like all my higher grades were in music. Um, I just had more of attention for it. I could be bothered with it more. And then when I got more into the tech, like technical side, where I was um, looking at like the physics of it all and that, because like science and music are the main ones I've strived in, hence why what I do in university or well have done now, basically finished it, is like physics based and audio. Um, it just kind of spiraled out of control, <laughs> like as soon as I got my hands on a couple of instruments and stuff. Um, just had a great interest in it from the beginning there's nothing any particular i could say it's just one of those things you get an interest for it and you just get addicted to it can't really expand much more on it than that it's just so yeah it's the sound of it really that's about the right amount of level of answer yeah, so there was, yeah. There was this bit yesterday when we had with mondragon where so i'd three of them like with the three of them but i'd forgot I... whose turn it was so I was waiting for you to ask the question. I was like, "Oh yeah, the question." And then, but the is it the, your job turn, Josh? No, no, not George James. I just asked the last one. He's like, "Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes." There we go. Um, and then there was a bit where there was a silence, and one of one of the people from Green, I think it was Laura, she said, um, "Do you want me to ask answer that a little bit more?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm just waiting for Josh." To... <laughs> um. Right, it is actually your one, is it? Yeah, it's your yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to introduce your song? Oh, right. Well, I, I've got to state from the beginning, it's not, although it kind of is a song, it's less than a song at the moment because it's uh, currently in the development stage still, but with lockdown and everything, everyone was busy, busy finishing off um, final year with you and all that. Um, so it basically got to the point of having no vocals and being a bit past the rough draft. Um, and then, um, oh. so when you hear that, you'll be able to tell it. it's, I mean, it's a solid composed piece, but you can tell it's still the rough draft. And from feedback I've had from people that have let, listened to it, like, um, they liked it. So I think once um, lockdowns calm down a bit, myself, Ryan and Tom will probably hop back on and finish it off. And um, we only really do it as hobby. Like, it's not our main interest. We're not a band or anything. We just like making some stuff together. It's a nice pastime. Um, it's just a good thing to do with your mates and that, isn't it, really? Mm. Well, mates that are musicians and that just spend a bit of time recording, um, just coming up with stuff. It's a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> so, hopefully, people enjoy that. Does it have a name? The song? Um, I was currently, gonna. <laughs> currently, I've kind of just named it Foundations because it is purely the Foundations. And at the time, Ragnarok was bouncing around, and uh, all that was stuck in my hand was if the Foundations are strong, we can still rebuild. <laughs>
So this this song's three years old. Uh, oh no, sorry. Um, that that would have been what? Wait, how are you saying? Where did you get three years old from? Ragnarok came out in 2017. Oh no, like the meme and that. Oh right, okay. Oh, I had someone said still going strong. Someone said something about Marvel, so I got got excited. (laughs) No, um... James's Marvel senses were just going. Sell me more, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Talk more about Marvel, please. (laughs) In fact, the next question is: What's your favorite MCU film? What I'm is your favorite sure MCU? I'd get some angry answers if I answered that. Go on, answer it anyone. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a few. It just depends in which mm. scenario, because if you're talking about like the strengths and overall most powerful, then obviously you're going to go for one of the overpowered like Thor and whatnot. But mm. I think purely just because how adorable <laughs> Groot, just mm. pointless. But <laughs> see, <laughs> my one, my favorite is Iron Man 3, and no one likes Iron Man 3. I don't really have an issue with it. I was excited, I thought you was going to say Iron Man 3, and I was like, please, join me. I'd have to say mine's Homecoming, because it was a good Spider-Man. Was that the first one? Homecoming? Oh, then no. Is that the one? I I think so. I can't remember. It's been a while. I'm a fake, I'm a fake, I'm a fake Marvel fan. Oh, are you on about Far From Home? Nah, yeah, I'm on about Home for me. Go on, yeah, see you yeah. later, boys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm logging <laughs> off. <laughs> Go on, James, right, you've got this. All, uh... Yeah, <laughs> I can answer all these questions. I can an- not answer, I-, I can ask all these questions. <laughs> well, that's my job, though, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just me. So, James, what do you want? Ponder into the depths of James's mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that would be a fun thing. To be fair, our, our podcast that we did together, like me and you, James, mm. we taught nothing about music, really, did we? we just no, no. Like, I was ex- I was expecting, like, a flat-out, like, so what, 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 do you play any instruments, or what? And, like, we ended up just playing, like, we played a, um, a game about game Rotten Tomatoes. Did I say tomatoes? Tomatoes, sorry. We ran about Elon Musk's kid's sudden name at one point. Mm. Oh my god. Ash Archangel Musk. I'm still confused about that. I'm just like, what what is going on? They mentioned that in the podcast I was listening to yesterday as well. So I was like, hey, this is the second podcast. Uh, I I just stay away from all that kind of stuff. I was like, Mm. okay, okay, that's happening. That's in a different world to me. I just thought all the memes that were coming out about it, like, it'd be like Terminator and it's like XAE1 goes to ask his parents, like, his dinner or something. Or like, walks into his parents' room and he sends it on more about the nightmare and it's just the Terminator, but, like, shrunk. <laughs> That's beautiful. Right, mm. should we move on to the next question, James? Yeah. Um, are I we think he doing... answered that, though, didn't he? He What's did. Song about? He... Yeah. Um, how do you personally approach writing a song? There's definitely no structure to it. I just kind of throw feces at a wall and see what sticks. Like... <laughs> 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 that that's uh the approach i just get a bass layout of like chords or a progression that sounds ideal and i'm like let's spaghetti on top of it and see what we like get rid of the parts and then organize it so it sounds like a song and some has some structure to it and it's not just a special mess of <laughs> um yeah there's no real structure i i used to try 
lay everything out properly, but then every group I was with, they just didn't have like music theory. So I was like, all right, let's just throw spaghetti at a wall and hope for the best. And then normally stuff comes out of it semi-decent. I do, you, we've asked this question every time and mm. yours is the most nonchalant, mm. is that the right word? way of approaching it you're just like ah do whatever it sounds just, good. it sounds good <laughs> i mean that that's music though like I'm really is structural like as in depth as you want and yeah that the theory of is there it there's a reason the theory's there that's the music blah de blah but like if you're just not enjoying it what's the point like the whole point of music really in my point of view is just like it's meant to change feelings and be enjoyable or have sad to it have sadness <laughs> <laughs> like it's just meant to portray like emotions and stuff isn't it like it's i mean you can go as in-depth as you want with it but if you're not into it there's just make something else <laughs> like, mm. although i do enjoy when i'm like messing around with my own stuff getting in depth with the theory and making all like really in-depth stuff odd chords and stuff that you wouldn't really just use when you're just messing about um well, when you put working with people, it's normally just like clash minds and see what happens. So probably why I'm not a successful musician. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing is we've we've like we asked people, um, we asked advice in it. Yeah, advice like question. advice on what younger people should do to pursue a career in music, and everyone so far has said don't expect to get a career in music. Like no, just do it because you. No. Yeah, the premise is like don't expect to be a, be, become a millionaire overnight. Mm. Like, you've, got to, I mean, you've got to work hard and you might never make it, but it's still for the love of the music. To put it in a light that's less uh, doom and gloom, follow what you're interested in and find any way possible to make an income from what you enjoy and then go from there. If mm. you can then upgrade it to a certain position where you can still do what you're enjoying and make profit from it because unfortunately without money you can't do anything these days and age like everything revolves around money if you can find a way to do it and enjoy it don't give up with it just go at it no matter what people say and if you're interested enough you'll find a way to make money from it um you may go through some tough times may as well try to get a side job and whatnot keep yourself going but don't give up on it enjoy it like if you're not going to enjoy your life what's the point exactly <laughs> on the end part but that's the way i see it so um, what inspired you to focus more on the technical side of music? I think purely because I knew, well, linked with that one, I knew there was a way to get a survivable income from it, and I enjoy it as well. Um, I've always been interested in physics and stuff, and although like the audio that I do doesn't cover expanded horizons on physics, um, it's mainly just audio, light, like light, the wavelengths and whatnot. And then you cover like broadcasts and like signals in that electronics, all that kind of rubbish. Well, very useful rubbish. I just got really interested in it and doing live sound and studio sound has always been fun and a bit of a tech geek. So when it gets to certain gear, I do fangirl over certain microphones and stuff like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just purely, it was a hobby and I was like, well, I can make money from it somehow. So uh, I'll dive into it further. Because being a musician, it's all well and good. But although I love playing music, I know there's no way I'd really make a living from it because I don't, I just don't really have the ambition to push music. But on the technical side, I definitely have a bit more. On the technical side, you're more behind the scenes as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. the one thing that scares me the most is like getting up on a stage. Like, I, I don't think I could do that. Uh, every gig I've played, I've never had an issue like 
stage fright or anything like that. I know some people suffer with it terribly. It's when you're in front of a camera, like red light syndrome, as soon as someone presses record, some people just go blank and everything they were going to say, they just can't. Um, I've had that before when I've been recording some videos for like whatever it was for, like a product thing or something like that. Like, and the re just reading a script and they have to have the script behind the camera slightly away just so they can keep glancing at bullet points to keep them on track because otherwise yeah. just go to bits. I, it's a weird pho like phenomenon. Like it, It's like the psychological of it. It's like, oh, I, I can't mess this up, which makes you mess it up. <laughs> um, but I completely went on a tangent there, didn't I? No, no, it's fine. What you just said, Josh, I'm kind of the opposite where it terrifies me to be be behind. I mean, Jamie, you've seen me behind a sound desk. I yeah. fall apart. Like I'm like, no, I hate. I mean, you do the job well, but you do get a bit stressed. Like, yeah, a bit I, much I, in case of something happens. Yeah, exactly. Whereas getting on stage, I just do it. Like it's not. It's it never really. It it. I worry about it, but I don't. I don't think I've ever had stage fright. Probably because you've done that more and you have more mm. of a natural grasp of it. I mean, you're perfectly capable of running like sound for an event like you have done. You know what you're doing. Um, you may not be as in-depth as like Steve or whatnot, who's the course on it and he knows like the further workings and whatnot. Mm. But I mean, you know the basics and you can probably solve an issue and you have no real reason to panic about anything, but a bit more new to something like... I mean, you get easily flustered, don't you? Yeah, when you Definitely. need something, you can get a bit overwhelmed. But I mean, that's not with your case. I mean, I just mean in general. I mean, when I started sound, when I first did like one of my first events and stuff, I was a bit like, oh, right, I need to make sure I get everything. I've checklist everything and everything. I was making sure nothing could go wrong. And I was overworking it to the point where when I got there, it was like, oh, I'm just doing sound. <laughs> Why am I overthinking everything? I'm setting the levels and... Then I've got to hate myself because there's a DJ redlining levels, and I'm just sat there like, "Am I a joke to you?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. That was very, very insightful, then, James. <laughs> it was insightful. Yeah, you went. Uh, yeah. Oh, I you thought you were going to go on to say something, and you're just like, because yeah, uh, <laughs> I said, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think my tangent put him off <laughs> it's all right. I mean that's a weird thing with podcasts like you can set out a template but sometimes like some of the more random stuff can be more fruitful I mean you get like some really nice podcasts where they do have a criteria of exactly what's going to be said and whatnot but then it, well, we do we have the that juice, and then when you expand the juice <laughs> I think the best ones we've done is the ones where it just it just kind of goes, goes off, into, yeah, off yeah. a bit yeah off topic in mm. well not off topic we're still on the topic but it's better when you I can have like, like that repertoire with someone you know what I mean mm. yeah, sometimes yeah. like at first I felt a bit awkward like just chatting to people I didn't know that well you know what I mean mm. so yeah, I just be more quiet. It's like when you're sat in a room with like people you don't know when you start a conversation there's always that kind of awkward. Uh, 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 mm. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what to say and whatnot. Yeah. I'm glad this is only. I'm glad this is only an audio podcast because I don't want anyone seeing that. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> meme about. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I, I'm I, shy. Who stands in the corner and does this? I don't know. I'm it's shy. A meme and I'm, I hate myself for doing it. <laughs> what does it? What does it? What does it mean? Uh, I'm it's shy. A, it's like a shy I'm, thing. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll probably verbify it for anyone who's listening just so they understand. Uh, Two gun fingers, fingers pointing at each other. <laughs> it's not. It's done. It, it, yeah, like, it's awful. I feel like we cut this bit out and we do this as the promo for what does that mean? What does that mean? Yes, let's do it. I want to start a podcast, Jamie. You're our first guest, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. And it's about memes. And it's where Josh explains memes to me. And it's called What Does That Meme? Oh my god, that would be glorious because you're clueless. <laughs> I literally have no idea. I have, I have a meme one. I could go on my phone. And oh, just even better. Screw Stop up. drawing look at the all, meme look and make them guess. Or get the, like, the Pepe ones and uh, show them and get him to guess what it means. Ye old rare Pepe's. Mwah. Right, anyway. Jamie, right, okay. where can people find you online? Um, mainly my Instagram, uh, Jamie Collo. Is that your photography one as well, or is that your main? I mean, that's just my everything. Um, I was gonna have a separate like photography and everything, and I just thought, ah, there's no point. I'm not that fussed. I'm not trying to get famous or anything. I'm just like having my mates on there, and I'll post my photos. And anyone wants me to do photography and stuff, they can just see like a kind of portfolio on there. Bloody blah. <laughs> Anyway, Jamie, thank you for joining us. It's been a good chat. Thank you for having me. I hope to see you soon. And we do need a better outro, James. We really do need another. (laughs) We need a better outro.